Welcome to It Starts at Birth, a podcast dedicated to empowering women to having the birth that they choose through insightful conversation. My name is Mark, and I'm here with Faith. Hello, everyone, and we're so happy that you've taken the time to join us today on It Starts at Birth. Our topic of conversation today is a multi-part series titled Prepare for Birth, and our conversation specifically today is making categorized to-do lists. So that's what we'll be talking about on today's episode. That's right. I think this is a great episode for, um, you know, everybody, you know, starting out with how to um, create lists is a great way to give you direction during those times, like you said um, before we got on, where you have a lot of natural energy and you can channel it somewhere. So I appreciate you getting this ready. Thank you so much for joining us for It Starts at Birth. One exciting thing about today's episode, for us anyways, is that we're not recording it from our home. We're recording it from Providence, Rhode Island. We're on a little trip with our oldest son. Uh, He is checking out URI, where he's been accepted, just to see if he's interested in their architecture program. And so this is a really different phase of life for us um, in contrast to our first pregnancies uh, in which, you know, we had a lot less to think about. Uh, And even then, when it's your first child, when it's your second child, you still have a lot that comes up and a lot on your mind and a lot that you know that you need to get done. This time around, it's even more overwhelming um, since we also have older children that have really important things that need to get done. And the baby's coming around the same time they're going to college. So I think this episode is particularly important. Um, Just talking through, making categorized lists so that everybody in your life is taken care of um, around the time of birth. That's the last thing you want to be thinking about is something you forgot to do or didn't get done or didn't think of doing until the last minute. This is a way to kind of combat that and be preparing for birth from the moment you know you're pregnant, um, you can begin to make preparations. In our last episode, we talked about the importance of starting to breathe now, not waiting till the time of labor or just for your Lamaze classes to practice breathing, but to get started in that practice and that habit now. Um, And there are all sorts of things that you can do that we're gonna share on this multi-part mini-series that will help you prepare for birth throughout your journey, not just at the moment of birth. And like you said, um, starting out with building lists is a great way to go. Um, That helps you figure out where you're at. I love going camping and I love going fishing, so I use lists to make sure I bring everything with me when I do that. But obviously this is a little bit more important, but um, I just think that the way that you started out, you know, makes it so easy for everybody to keep track of. So, you know, stick with it because you know, in the end, if you know that everything is on your list, then you can really trust that. It's funny because the lists that you make when you go camping are, I would think, a lot longer than (laughs) the list that I've already started anyways. We'll see how end up, how long the lists for me end up this time. But since you're wilderness camping, those are some really long lists typically. (laughs) So in terms of making categorized lists, um, the 
topics that I'm going to talk about today as far as categories in my life that are um, important to make lists in and I'll kind of share with you some of the items that have already made it to my list. Um, just hopefully to kind of prompt you to maybe think about some things and add some extra stuff to your list early on. Again, whether you're in your first trimester, your second trimester, or maybe you're getting towards the end of pregnancy and starting to feel really stressed out, making lists is a great way to uh, kind of capture all of those thoughts that cross through your mind. Um, I think it's especially great to do in your first and second trimester as a way to make sure that when you enter into the third trimester and you get that nesting phase, which will hit you even if you're not sleeping, even if you're exhausted, you'll get that impulse and that instinct towards the end that comes with some energy to just get done anything you need to get done before the baby. Uh, that's a lot of times when um, you'll when women will end up decorating the nursery and getting those diaper bags together and all of that. Uh, but it can really be an incredibly powerful time period if you've got a set of lists. You can use that energy in a razor-focused way. So that's one of the reasons that I think that this is just a great thing to do. It gives you peace of mind throughout the first couple of trimesters and really enables you to capitalize on the third trimester energy. So I've got four areas that, for me, have been really important to start writing things down on. Um, the first area for me is work. And I know that this applies to so many women. Um, additionally, I have a category just for me on this list, which is something that I wouldn't have had on my list in my first pregnancy. So I definitely have learned a lot of things that are important uh, for me, for my care after birth, to make sure that I've got what I need to feel really comfortable. Um, what they send home with you from the hospital isn't always complete. Sometimes having a couple of extra things on hand can really help you to recover better and feel more comfortable. So we'll cover some of those things. We'll also talk about, of course, what's needed for the baby. And I think that that's where, you know, we kind of spend most of our thoughts at the beginning. Oh, we've got to get the nursery decorated. We've got to pick out uh, the diaper bag and all of those fun types of things and start thinking about what the baby will need. But don't forget you. Don't forget everything else that's stressing you out. But of course, what the baby needs is important. So we'll talk through that. And then last, we'll talk about um, what siblings and other members in your family might need and, and what um, could be some good examples of things to think about getting done before the baby is born. So those are the four categories that we're going to break down. Here we go. Okay, so let's talk about some of the things that might be important on the work category of your list. Of course, a lot depends on the type of job that you have, um, but some things that are on my list and that I'm sure would apply to many uh, of our listeners' uh, lists would be things like, are there projects that you need to complete? or that might need to be done um, really quickly after the baby is born that you could maybe start thinking about how to segment and get done a little bit early. That, of course, would probably happen kind of naturally, but if you think about it, 
well in advance and in your first trimester and really get it down on paper. That will help you just to splice it into pieces that are really easy to bite off and um, can be done incrementally to help get some of those projects done, especially depending on the type of job you have. Um, maybe as well, there might be some people that you need to train or someone that's going to take over some of your role um, in the weeks after the baby is born. So start thinking through, you know, if there is somebody that you're going to have to train or to make sure that they're covering certain portions of your job, again, how can you easily fit that in to your work and make it something that's not overwhelming you in the third trimester or at the very end of your pregnancy? Um, how can you make that something that you get going in small ways early on? And then the third thing that you might want to do when it comes to work is talk through the first few weeks after birth with your baby and what their process for that is. Just understanding um, the policy of your workplace could really help you out. I know that there are a lot of um, work facilities that will allow you to bring your baby to work in the first couple of months. So if it's not something that's already set in stone, maybe you work for a small business, maybe there's some flexibility, um, you might want to just kind of talk that through with your boss and get an idea of what your options are. Uh, and then that will just give you a lot more peace of mind and less stress as you go into those, uh, you know, first six weeks and first several months after your baby is born. It's a really different time period and your baby needs a lot more of your time. So those are some of the things that are on my work list. Um, I'd love to know for anyone listening you know, if you've got a job, what are some extra things on your list when it comes to work as well? But now we're going to switch over to things to put on your list for you. Um, what you might need to do to make sure that you have everything ready for yourself. So when it comes to you, a couple of things that it's good to think about early on is, of course, um, your birthing classes, what type of birthing classes are you going to want to take before the baby's born, and getting an idea of when those will be offered and getting them onto your calendar. That is an important step. And we talked a little bit about the different um, birthing class styles that are available in our last episode, Start Breathing Now. But you can find a lot of information online, so that's something to get a good early start on so you can book your spot. An additional thing to think about that you're going to need on your list in terms of things that are going to have to happen before the baby is born is what type of appointments work well for you as you enter the last phase of pregnancy you really have to increase your doctor's visits or midwife visits by quite a lot. And that's probably something you're aware of, even if it is your first pregnancy. But one really good idea, if there is a limited time in your work schedule um, that is good for you to go to doctor's office visits, but other days just don't work very well, go ahead and schedule your appointments in advance. And if there's a specific day and time that works really good for you, Go ahead and talk that through with your midwife or um, with the 
secretary at your doctor's office and get those spots booked so that you feel good and know that you're going to have appointments that work well for you, especially when you have so many towards the end. Another great thing to do before the baby is born, and often your midwife or your doctor will recommend it, if you're not going to be birthing at home, is to tour the facility that you'll be birthing your baby at. Um, It may be a really easy thing to do. I know with my first daughter, it was just across the street from the actual doctor's office. So it's pretty easy just to go over, walk around in the lobby, see what a typical room looked like, and to understand like where my husband would be able to sleep. They had a pull-out sofa, but they didn't really have pillows for him. So things like that just gives you good context for what it's going to be like and a better idea of what you're going to need to bring to the hospital. But also, um, if you're going to be at a birthing center with your midwife, just kind of checking it out, seeing what types of options are available there. Of course, that's something you'll talk through, but do they have a blow-up birthing tub and things like that? That's all good to know as a backup in your mind. Just seeing where you're going to be giving birth, especially if it's not at home, will help you to feel really more comfortable and more familiar when it comes to birth. Um, Of course, an additional thing that you're going to need for yourself before the baby is born is a hospital bag if you're going to be birthing at the hospital or a birthing center. Um, Just everything that you would need to bring, not just for the baby, but for yourself, for the hospital. A lot of times this comes down to like your makeup and things like that. Um, And uh, definitely an important thing to have, whether you're going to birth at the hospital or at home, um, a great thing to add to that bag is a really cute robe and some fresh pajamas for yourself. Maybe go shopping. I know with my first daughter, my mother-in-law and sister-in-law took me shopping and bought me a really pretty silk robe and a matching pajama set. And uh, I had no idea how much time I was going to be spending in my pajamas after my first child. But after realizing that and you have so many visitors wanting to come meet the baby, it's great to have something cute besides a hospital gown uh, to greet visitors in. And uh, even when people come over to the house, if you've got a chic robe, you can stay in those pajamas a lot more comfortably. Um, Additionally, I would say if you're not going planning to birth at a hospital, it may be a good idea still to have a bag prepped in case um, you do need to go to the hospital. There is always the chance that you may have to make that plan B step and go to the hospital. That wouldn't be a moment that you'd want to be sending your husband looking for your makeup and random items that would be nice to have. So it might give you a bit of peace of mind um, just to have a little bag packed for the hospital just in case. If you're going to be birthing at home, you've probably been given a list from your midwife as far as um, a kit that you're going to need to have collected before the birth. And so, of course, that's something to add onto your list, maybe staple it to the back It usually includes things like, you know, plastic sheets and um, really basic stuff that you'll need to collect, blankets, things like that, just to make sure that the process goes easily. And often midwives will have those available for purchase if you want to just have a very simple process. 
So prepping your hospital bag for yourself and or your at-home birthing kit, those of course make it onto the list for you because ultimately you're the one who's going to have to get all of that together. Um, But also, and I think this is what I wish I had known my first pregnancy especially, is what postpartum items I would need because you really aren't going to be running out to the grocery store or shouldn't be the first few weeks after your baby's born. You really have to rest and take it easy. So having some items on hand and extra items more than what the hospital may send home with you can really help to make you feel a lot more comfortable. Um, Some of these types of things include not the funnest stuff to talk about, but things like Um, Of course, the pain relief products that you're going to need on hand, maybe Tylenol, maybe ibuprofen, um, but also things like, you know, larger pads than you'd be used to wearing. Um, Witch hazel pads, if you get hemorrhoids, can be really good to have on hand. Extra squeeze bottles, that's something the hospital will send home with you, but it definitely um, can help make things more comfortable for you after you have the baby. Um, additionally, when it comes to breastfeeding, if you're going to be breastfeeding or not, some of these items will still be really important for you to have on hand just to control the influx of milk that will take place after your birth either way. And so having things like nursing pads, um, they sell disposable nursing pads if this is your first baby, or I know my mom used reusable nursing pads just to catch the milk so that it doesn't get all over your clothes when it starts to come in. That's very important, and uh, luckily I had a sister-in-law tell me to get those before I had my first child because I would not have thought to otherwise. Um, Getting a breast pump can be helpful because sometimes your um, young infant is going to have trouble properly um, sucking and nursing, So when that milk comes in and it's very painful, if you do have a breast pump, that can really help to ease the problem um, and for you to be able to feed the baby a little bit later if you're having trouble coordinating with the baby. And then additionally, get yourself some um, nursing gowns, nursing bras, or shirts, just things that will make it really easy and comfortable to feed the baby and not be having to change your clothes all the time. Um, Those are some of the things that I didn't necessarily know I needed all of those or that I would need extra of those for myself as far as postpartum items. So those are some of the things on my list this time. And I just feel better knowing what I need to have on hand for myself. I don't have anything to add to this other than Anything that you write down on a list, your husband should be able to go find it at the store. I don't care what he says. I agree, especially a cute robe and PJs. They should be able to pick those out. Robe and PJs, that's what I heard. Something nice and silky, please. Okay, so for the baby, this I think just comes so naturally and easily um, that you've probably already got a huge list for your baby no matter what point in your pregnancy you're in. Because that's the fun stuff. You know, baby shoes, baby clothes. How do you want to decorate the nursery? But I do think a couple of the things that have made it onto my list this time around definitely were not things that I had thought through in great detail 
in my first pregnancies. So I'm just going to kind of run you quickly through what's on my current list for a baby right now or this particular baby that's kicking around in my tummy. Um, one of the things that's important is to establish um, or at least choose what pediatrician you're going to be using because you need to take your baby in for um, checkups very early in their life. Um, that's something I've got to freshen up on. I, I don't remember if it's the first week or the first two weeks, but that's definitely not a time period where you want to be having to search around and figure out who you're going to use as a pediatrician. So if you can, figure that out beforehand. Um, establish care. Of course, that's easy if you already have a couple of kids, you know who you'll be using. But thinking that through if it's your first baby is important. Um, and then, of course, you've got the more fun things like prepping a diaper bag for the baby. But one of the things I was going to say about that is um, there are so many cute diaper bags out there. And if that's like something you're really excited about is getting a baby themed diaper bag. Awesome. But I've really enjoyed with both of my previous children uh, or <laughs> my first two children getting kind of generic diaper bags that looked more like a purse in the end that was a lot easier to carry around um, and just kind of looked good with all of my outfits instead of being something that was very juvenile and would look good for a baby but it just depends on what you want um, that's something I enjoyed and this time I am getting my husband a yeti bag for a diaper bag that way he has his very own kit to carry around and change the baby's diaper. So that's something you'll be getting, Mark. I think I know which one you're talking about, and I'm excited. Yeah, I can't remember where we saw that as an idea several years ago. But I think that was maybe one of the things that made you like up for having another kid was maybe you'd get another Yeti bag, and I'm getting you one. Well, it'll feel like um, I'll finally have a reason to use that bag instead of why does this kid come with a bag? <laughs> Oh yeah, it'll be loaded with everything you need to to change all those diapers. So there's a purpose behind the bag, absolutely. Um, a couple other things, of course, that you need for baby include like car seats, bathtubs, diapers. But of course, again, you're going to be thinking of all of these things without me reminding you. Um, but another thing, of course, that comes to your mind is what bed the baby's going to have and getting the nursery set up. And here I was just going to mention that for my husband and I, with our first two children, we just used a playpen the whole way through. And it was great because A, they grow out of their baby beds really fast. And second, when you travel, which we traveled a lot at that time, when you travel... Um, a lot of times babies will not sleep in their playpen very well and ours slept perfectly well because that was what they always slept in. And, and we started out with them in our bedroom and it was just easy. It was nice because we could easily move it from our bedroom to their room eventually. So that's a great, inexpensive, easy, flexible way to go if you're not excited about getting to bed, but maybe that's something you're really looking forward to. Um, a couple of other things for the baby include clothes for the first few weeks. I had, of course, picked out tons of cute clothes for my baby. And what I ended up finding out was that 
it was really good to have a lot of gowns for them. Um, you know, typically onesies are something that wrap all the way around their feet. So like there's a leg for each leg and foot. And especially the first few weeks when you've got like the belly button sensitivity there, that can be too restricting and you have to like keep it pop popped open anyways. But for the first few weeks of the baby's life, they sell gowns and those make them those are very easy to change diapers in as well because they kind of scrunch way under their feet so there is plenty of space for their legs to remain covered and then you can easily change diapers and avoid the belly button getting too um, rubbed against or restricted and so I ended up realizing I needed far more gowns than I had originally purchased and a couple of other, or and another thing you'll need in the clothing category is mitts. Um, your baby may have long nails, and they're so tiny and so hard to clip that sometimes you can't in the first few days, and they'll scratch themselves. So having a few mitts that fit their hands, you know, they make those for babies. That's another item that I was surprised I needed in the first few weeks, and uh, so my second time around I definitely had more gowns and more mitts and those are still on my list this time around um, and of course if you're if you have some friends who are going to be throwing a baby shower for you or whatever start making a list of what's going to be on your registry because you don't want to just show up at Target and then gun everything that looks cute there be thinking about what you actually need and want instead of just throwing a ton of things onto your list that in the end aren't really right for you or your house and my last thing as far as the baby goes is uh, don't forget to get a baby book and you can go ahead and get a baby book and get started now which don't feel at all guilty if you're a mother that doesn't get your baby books um, all the way completed. I've never completed a baby book for my child. But the stuff that I did have, um, the pictures that I got into the baby book, the little notes and memories that I wrote down are so fun to go back and read. So this is a great time to get started on that. Sometimes you can go ahead and fill out some of the information beforehand things about your mom, things about your dad. There's all sorts of fun questions and prompts in baby books. So I recommend you get one now and get it started. Okay, so we've covered work, everything, well, not everything, but a starting point for what you're going to need for you, for what you're going to need for your baby. One of the last things, but super important things that will weigh on your mind is what the baby's siblings or your family are going to need so that your household keeps running in those first six weeks when you're really kind of unavailable to help out because your entire focus is on healing and taking care of the baby, hopefully. Um, so a couple of things that are good to think through in terms of that, if you have other children, is um, maybe babysitting arrangements. Who's going to watch them when you're giving birth and kind of get that set up because um, I know like for my mom one time she was waiting for my older sister to come into town before she had I think probably her fifth child and she went into labor a week before my sister arrived so we ended up going to um, a friend's house but 
nothing that was planned. So maybe kind of have an idea of if it's at this phase or on this day of the week, you know, this grandparent will watch watch the kids. Just kind of have a general idea so you're not in that spot where you go into labor and you don't have a plan. Um, a second thing to think through is, um, especially if your children are younger, maybe preparing a few weeks worth of clothes for them to go to school and hanging up outfits, unless your children are incredibly fashionable and know how to match all their clothes. Um, it can be a good idea to hang up complete outfits and maybe do a few weeks worth just to make sure that they look good and you don't have to stress out about them walking out the door and going to school. I know a lot of people like to put together frozen meals for their family. Um, if you're like me, you'll probably more get some extra frozen lasagnas and uh, kind of plan a takeout menu. But just kind of having a general idea, talking it through with your um, significant other, what the meal plan will be in those weeks and, and months after the birth, that can be a good idea. Um, and also a good way to help you make sure you're, you're going to be getting the nutrition you need when you're nursing and all of that. You need a lot of good food. Um, and one extra idea as far as things that siblings and family may need if you have really younger children, or maybe this is the first baby or your second baby, and so your firstborn child isn't used to having a baby in the house, it can be really fun to get that firstborn child a baby doll and maybe give it to them around the time that your baby is born. Uh, that can help hopefully kind of reduce some of the jealousy that comes sometimes when mom's focusing on the baby. Um, my mom did that for me whenever my younger sister Kelsey was born and it worked. I would just sit next to my mom when she was taking care of the baby and I'd hold the baby doll and I got a special bed for it. So it was just a fun way to involve me in the process of having a younger sister. I don't have any children that are so young that they would want baby dolls anymore, um, but I remember that and I thought I'd throw that out as a bonus idea for any of you guys who do have younger children who you're concerned about jealousy issues. Yeah, as you're talking about that food, I remember something that you liked I did a lot was the P.F. Chang stir fries. Those were really, really easy and in the freezer section. I would usually grab some extra shrimp and put those in there. And it would really, you know, get that sauce on everything. And you thought I did something pretty amazing. And all I did was, you know, heated up a stir fry from the freezer's department. Yeah, I still remember that meal, like, as being one of my favorites during that time period. I think it was P.F. Chang's had just brought those out. So I was very impressed by your skills. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't tell you about that for a while, but eventually you figured it out. You know what? I didn't think any less of you. It was very sweet that you were feeding me. Um, well, guys, I hope that this list of ideas hopefully gave you some ideas or at least got you um, started jotting down some of the stuff that's been weighing on you. Don't let all of those items weigh you down and make you feel stressed out. Plop them down on paper. Trust that you're going to get the energy to get everything you need to get done, done before the baby comes. And just break it down so it's not one huge, giant list. Um, break it down into what you're going to need to get done for work, what you're going to need 
for you before the baby is born and immediately after what is going to be important for the baby and what's going to be important for your siblings and family and then relax just enjoy this phase you're not going to be pregnant forever um so kick your feet up after you make the list well we really appreciate you taking the time to join us for it starts at birth we're going to be back tomorrow with a fresh episode we have one more day here in um, rhode island and then we'll be back to new hampshire thank you for listening and you just heard prepare for birth make categorized to-do lists this is part two of a multi-part series join us tomorrow for a fresh episode